Am I happy? There are certain uncomfortable and unpalatable truths I have confronted, both about myself and my world. The state I am in, I would not term as happy. Instead, it's more of a self-fueled equilibrium. It doesn't matter if my university studies or my work or my home life keep my attention. It's what I want to do to achieve the world I want to live in, and that is achieved by integrity in all things at all times. I can't run away from life. No more can I run away from or indeed hide myself. The best I can do is give my best every day and trust that others will do the same because otherwise we will live in hell. In terms of being myself, it's an easy thing to do when you cut all ties holding you down. It's much harder to then reintegrate yourself back into the world on those same terms, which is what I am now doing. So, yeah, it's rewarding sometimes. You may have had no such grace. If I may offer a general insight, I would suggest you are a person concerned with the finer details of life and are great at making well-structured and well-run approach to life. If anyone comes to you with a practical problem that requires crunching of numbers or churning out of results, you can deliver. The cost, though, is that you forget the humanity, the innate spiritual other that defies paradigms, borders or traditional sense of the people around you or indeed in yourself. I think you have a starved soul inside, desperately clamouring for emotional release outside the logical and logistical walls you have built up high around yourself. I urge you, realign your priorities. Seek your own humanity. Know that confidence is an artefact and that it matters not what anyone else says, just what you innately are drawn to. Those people casting judgment are too standing on the precipice, convincing themselves that they are happy in their sanitised and sterilised life, not knowing that just off the edge of that cliff is freedom, release, wholeness, and deep, enduring, stimulating contentment. I have plunged already and am now working on climbing back up so I can be the push others need. So what, dear friend, do you want to do? Follow your instinct, your yearning, and mobilise your resources to aid in your goals, not your goals to aid in your resources. Remember, once you stop trying to be something you're not, you start finding out exactly what you are. It seems to me that what you need is the grace of freedom. And then I have an article published in 2012 called Stop Being the Person You Are, written by Donna Friedman and published on a website called Get Rich Slowly, Personal Finance That Makes Sense. How's your life going? Do dark nights of the soul outweigh the good days? Have you spent more time than you care to acknowledge wishing for something, anything other than what you have? Get over it. It's not that simple, obviously, but in order to move in the direction you desire, you need to stop being stuck in the place where you are right now. Specifically, you need to stop being the person you think you are. That may be the person you were told to be or the person you were told you should be but could never quite achieve. We fixate on being what our parents want, what our partners want, what society wants, never mind whether it's what we want. A particularly disturbing example is each year's crop of new grads. I'm being betting a whole new bunch of them took out tens of thousands in student loans because they were told, directly or indirectly, that college is what one does. As soon as they hit high school, the adults in their lives, parents, teachers, 
teachers, guidance counsellors, told them to view all their choices, classes, clubs, volunteer works in terms of how those decisions would check would affect their college portfolios. They didn't go to college because they knew that what they wanted to study or because they had specific plans on the kind of work they wanted to do. They went because they were expected to go. Understand, I'm not anti-college. I'm anti-blind behaviour. Afraid to speak up. How many of those students would have been better served by a gap year or a stint in trade school or the military or a year of full-time work with an eye towards banking every dime for that eventual college or trade school or a shot at entrepreneurship? How many new mums secretly want to go back to work but are afraid to say so? There's a lot of pressure to stay home, especially if you're considered to be someone who doesn't have to work. Conversely, how many working women wish they could be home but worry about giving up their positions even for a little while, lest they derail the careers they love and potentially jeopardise their retirements? How many people realise they're in the wrong careers but are too scared to change? A high school classmate who was great at maths but who loved writing more became an engineer because her father and teachers thought she should. After a few years, she quit and went back to study journalism. Great, two sets of student loans. If she'd been encouraged to have a say in her own education, she might have opted for J school at the beginning. Yeah, I know it's a dying industry, but it wasn't always. She could have had a great couple of decades, just as I did, and then reinvented herself. Ditto. What's expected of us? Having spent more years than I'd like to admit on autopilot, I'm frustrated when I see people stuck in what they think is expected of them, or worse, stuck in what they think are their only options. For far too long, I felt stymied by what I felt I had to do versus what I wanted to do. A lot of what I thought I had to do was for other people. It's what I call the curse of the mum. We spend so much time taking care of everyone else's needs that we think we're not allowed to have any of our own. There's probably a corresponding curse of the dad or more specifically the curse of the man. You guys face conflicting messages too. Be strong, but be sensitive. Be there for your kids, but earn a lot of money in case your wife wants to stay home. And if you want to stay home, prepare damn well for that particular uphill battle. Whilst I still believe that the world is a male-dominated playground, plenty of guys would love to jump off the real man, merry-go-round. How to get started. How can any of us stop circling on someone else's idea of what we should be? Preparing for change will look different to everyone, but could include one of the more one or more of the following career counselling, life coach, vision mapping, continuing education, or hiring a certified financial planner to see what it is you want to see if what you want to do is even remotely possible. Sounds a bit glib to say if your life isn't working, change it. I know from personal experience that it's not that simple and that it may take several tries and several years to see much progress. But to paraphrase JD, nobody cares about your life more than you do. In fact, some of the people in your life have a vested interest in your not changing. The supervisor who's relied on and maybe even exploited you will not be thrilled if you ask for a different career path within the company. The spouse who's accustomed to you being at home to take care of everything might drag kids off her heels when you suggest a return to the workplace. The parents who push you to go to college might react fairly viscerally if you bring up the possibility of HVAC training. It's tough to go against all of that conditioning. Ultimately, you have to decide how much of your life will be defined by other people's expectations. Change is growth, 
Note, I'm not suggesting drastic self-centered measures. Other people may have skin in the game, especially if your actions directly affect them. But saying, this isn't what I want and I would like your help in exploring possibilities is not the same as announcing, guess what, honey, I quit my job and bought a boat so we can sail around the world and homeschool the kids. You might very well decide to postpone major changes. For example, if one or more year at home would mean that your kids are in full-time school, you might stick it out for another 12 months. If another two years in a dull job would set you up financially, you might decide to put your head down and soldier on. But while you fulfill these obligations, you can also take steps to realize your eventual dreams. Take classes, apply for small business loans, price equipment, network within your chosen profession. Research the best ways to set your plans into motion. Change is hard, change can hurt, but change is growth and change is necessary. Prepare as best as you can for the inevitable resistance, but keep this thought in the forefront. Other people's ideas of who you are have kept you where you don't want to be. Only you can decide how much of your life will be given up to someone else's expectations.